Hey Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is, is Mad Shelley Films, and, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. Get ready, folks, for an exciting and enlightening conversation with Nina Rubin from AfterDefeat.com. She is a co-active coach, very tuned in, and if you need help, find her on her website, AfterDefeat.com. She's also on Instagram at AfterDefeat. All right, here we go. Um, so I've been looking through your through your website here, and it's um, afterdefeat.com, and it's cool. This term, coactive coaching, uh, yeah, I just think it's such a, an awesome term. Like the fact that it's like to me, it, it's like the idea that you're you're co-creating. So you're helping co-create someone's life. Like you're not just there to go here, go go do that, and this is the thing you need to do. But it feels like it's a more integrated um, system. I don't know if I'm off base or if that. No, you're exactly on base. You're correct. You, it, so I would say, sort of, I would call it relational. Mm-hmm. And so coactive is something that we're exactly right. We're co-creating, and we're figuring out together. That's fantastic. I think that's one of the most important things is collaboration, you know, rather than competition. It's about cooperation and collaboration and, you know, create co-creating and uh, a a reality, so to speak. And yes, and your reality, like if if I'm well, actually, if I'm your coach or somebody's coach, I don't some people think, oh, you're going to tell me what I'm not going to do because you're not going to follow along. Why would you do what I tell you to do when you know yourself better? So let's instead brainstorm and figure out a way that we can that you can move forward in your life and I can support you and help you get the best results. You know, and that's what's so kick-ass. That's what's so interesting is that you're specializing in, in this specific kind of arena because one of the big things that I, I, I that just kind of floats around in my brain that I, I tend to talk a lot about is the importance of having friends in our lives who are um, encouraging one another's dreams and bringing out the best you know, the best versions of them and knowing like, okay, this person really likes, I don't know, screenplays or something. I'm going to do what I can to support this person with whatever ideas they need or whatever they need to go in that direction. And so I talk frequently about that idea of like, you know, that's, that's how the most ideal friendships would be. And the fact that you are, are choosing to become that person in someone's life where they're going, you know what? I really have these excitements or I have these excitements and I just don't know. And it sounds to me that you offer them the you know you kind of help them construct the keys to open up those doors thank you so much I, I would agree actually right before our call today I was talking to a client and she's really anxious about she she works as a hairstylist and she's anxious about going back to she's excited but also anxious to go back to work at her salon and we started the session by talking about what's been going well for you and she said whoa I wasn't expecting that and I said, what were you expecting? And she said, I thought you would start with like, what are you most nervous about? And I said, no, let's talk about what's actually going well and lead from there. Like, let's yeah. talk about what's going, <laughs> rather than like, let's not drag you down, let's bring you up. And right. then we'll talk about the other stuff. We will talk about it all. 
it's such a brilliant idea because you're going, look, we're going in this track right now. You know, we're going to build momentum in this direction. And um, it's so interesting because what I'll, I'll interview people when I'm in uh, Ubers and uh, they'll kind of some of them will kind of look at me strange. Like, why are you why do you want so, to know so much about me? Basically, you know, with the idea that most of their Uber uh, passengers are just kind of sitting there on their cell phones, not really doing too much. And, uh, but for, for someone to actually want to know what their hobbies are, what their passions and talents are outside of driving Uber to see what those other aspects of themselves are, it's, it's quite fun and enlightening to unpack this box um, by the time I get to my destination, you know, to it. So I get the kind of like the wheels turning in their brains thinking, oh, wow, you know, it's been a while since I sat down and painted. Yeah, what the heck? I think I'll go do that. Right. Well, sort of like when we when when I came to your show recently, and then I said, but by the way, what kind of music do you like? Right. <laughs> I, I figure like that. Yes, you play um, in a yacht rock band, which I love. But I imagine that you have other interests, and I imagine that you're a full person and not just donning a captain's uniform all the time. I might be wrong, but I would imagine you're fuller than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's um. It's just such a wonderful thing when when people are asked about those things that they're excited about, and you know, a lot of times those are those are things that they haven't revisited in a long time, or or a lot of times they for some reason they, they regarded as stuff that they did when they were kids, and oh, that was back when I was a kid, oh, so long ago. Like it's like it's like this thing that look, this is a spirit you can resurrect at any time, man. You know, like do you do you want this spirit to be part of your life, or do you just want to let it reside exactly in some right. graves in the past? <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. And maybe that, maybe you don't want to do that anymore, but to something else. Like I, I know somebody who recently right. had surgery and during her surgery and um, her recovery, she's lost the ability, she's lost her interest in photography, but, but instead she's revisited sewing and she's bought this new sewing machine and she's found so much fun and comfort and solace in sewing. But, but for whatever reason, photography is not her, her hobby anymore. And I and and she said, you know, I never expected to sew again. It's been like 30 years. And then she said, but I'm loving it. And she's been really enjoying making quilts and blankets and clothes. And I just thought that was phenomenal. Like because we don't have to have the exact same hobby or passion or interest or job, but we do need to do something. Do something yeah, that's I, not just work. Right. And, you know, and I think it's so interesting because like a lot of times I'll hear that phrase come out of people's mouths who are like, oh, yeah, I like to draw just just for myself or I like to write just for myself. And I realize, you know, there's that part of me where it's like, oh, my gosh, you've got this inspired wisdom. Why not share it with the world? And then I realize that there's also that aspect of people where they don't want to be critiqued. They don't want to be judged for this thing that they really love that's so special to them. They don't want someone stomping around in this in this world that they're creating. So they kind of keep it to themselves. They keep it nice mm -hmm. and quiet. And that's just something that I like doing. And it's so important for us to, I was reading an article actually recently about, it's so interesting you brought that up about hobbies, the importance of having a hobby outside of your work. Because yeah, none of us are that job. You know, we, we're, we're fitting in some sort of, um, what's the word, uh, social construct or some kind of character that fits in that particular setting for that time being. We're totally not that thing. And um, and it's so much fun when when you can, yeah, get in the orbit of people and unpack, okay, what are all these other aspects about you? And when you find out about these hobbies where they're like, well, yeah, I like to collect stamps. I don't really tell anyone about it, but you know, now that you're asking, yeah, I like to do that. And you're going, wow, that's cool. That's really neat. Well, and the other thing is what, when somebody says, oh, I like to write or collect stamps just for myself, we're not asking, like, I think that's what a hobby is. It's what you do for yourself. 
it's not right. necessarily becoming a profession or something that you're trying to make a side hustle. It can literally be for fun, and we don't need to qualify. It's for me. But I think people do sort of bristle when they think that they're going to be critiqued. You're exactly right about that. Yeah, it's it's interesting because what goes along with, with uh, you know, the, just the lies that we're taught at such young ages, we're taught this idea that there's all this competition out there, and oh, everything is so overly saturated. So you might as well become a lawyer or a doctor instead. Forget about mm-hmm. that acting career. Forget about that music career. It's so oversaturated out there. You'll have to compete against all these people. So there's this idea of competition planted firmly in our brains at, at a very early age that it's us versus them. We got to fight to get our way to the top, rather than. Hey, wow! What about simply following your heart in the direction that's exciting to you? And there you go, and you watch how it grows itself. And、um, I, I just find such enjoyment when, when I see people experimenting with that, and I and I experiment it w- with that my, on my own, and just going, where does this, where does this intuition lead me right now? You know, where where where's the rainbow? What's the what kind of gold? What kind of pot of gold is going to be waiting there at the end of this rainbow that I'm kind of following through this spectrum? Um, mm-hmm. It's it's so much fun because then you can you come across all these wonderful surprises and like for instance the people that you've been coaching, let's say you know someone comes to you as a goal for、um, I don't know running a marathon or something,、mm-hmm. um, it, it must be very exciting for you to to sort of co-create that reality with them and then to see them follow through with that. It's awesome. But the other aspect is like let's say somebody has this goal of running a marathon. So we would talk about what is like the feeling you want to have because I want them to run the marathon, but we're, we're also talking about the values. What what are the values that support running a marathon? What are the values that you, that support finishing the marathon and training for the marathon? Because it's not just the actual day of the marathon, like that that four hours or three four five hour stretch of time. It's everything else leading up to it. And so what are what are the things that that you're gaining? In doing this, also, what are you losing in doing this? Oh, you're losing some time with friends because you're training. Okay, and what are you gaining? Well, I'm gaining、um, fitness. I'm gaining the ability to set and achieve a goal. So, one of your values then is accomplishment. Yes, it is. I feel really proud of myself when. So that's a way that we would do, be talking about the marathon, not just getting your steps in and your mileage in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it because you're finding all of those roots, you know, all of those sort of like mental foundations that they're standing on,、um, mm-hmm. and enforcing them and growing them. And、uh, it's it is cool because you know a lot of times there there's that fear of the process. There's that just you know that decision of wanting. You and I were talking about this is the, the that idea of perfection, and so that that、um, you know as as it's been said, the paralysis of analysis, and we can find ourselves just going just locking up and. Fearful of making any decision because we're afraid of making the wrong decision, which of course relates to so many other things that we had growing up. And people going, "Oh, don't make the wrong decision," you know. So you're constantly going, "Okay, what am I missing?"、Uh, rather than just going in a direction and 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 go in that direction and, and just kind of see see what happens with that. And、um, it's gosh, it's 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 such a joy when we can fall in love with the process of something like you've done for you know,、yeah. let's say the people who want to run marathons. You go, okay. This is part of the process. How can we have fun while we're doing it? And, right.、Um, exactly. I don't think we have enough fun. Right. It's. I mean, I, I don't know. And I think also during this COVID period, people have forgotten that we can still have fun. It, it might take a different shape and form, but we can still have fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It, it's. 
you know, I think what's interesting is that the, the during this time, it's kind of people are now, um, well, sitting with themselves specifically if they they live alone, but sitting with themselves right. and really going, okay, do I just want to be a consumer of media or do I maybe want to be a producer of, you know, creating my life of, of mm-hmm. I, I've talked to so many people who found new hobbies during <laughs> during this time where it's like wow that's so cool they didn't realize that they appreciated this or that they appreciated that or you know now they're finding new ways of, of making money or or exploring new artistic avenues and it's like oh, it, it it's so much fun it's so strange that it took something like this to kind of waken waken up those senses it's awesome to think of that and so what are some of the things that you've found fun or interesting recently? Uh, well, I try, I, I try to make a podcast once a day. I mean, it's not a forced thing at all, but it's usually just kind of, I use the podcast as like an audio diary or an audio journal for my future self. So he's got memories of what I did in my life. So I, you know, when I got synchronicities, I put those in there, of course, dreams I got, um, uh, sometimes I'll read out of my idea book, um, but I, I, I'm I'm constantly getting I, I'm I'm just I, I I've realized I'm addicted to ideas. I'm 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 addicted to ideas and brainstorming and imagining the possibilities of things, of unpacking the imagination. And um, I'm just I, I I feel I think when I'm when I'm not either in the midst of creating something or daydreaming about something or talking with someone about you know imagination or or the sort of enlightening aspects of life i find myself kind of (laughs) those are the times i get bored or those are the times that i i'm just like i i kind of tune out and i i just uh i think what's what i've viewed my ideas as is like little they're like little babies and I feel it's my duty to to give them life, and so I'm writing them down a lot. Um, I got this whole idea book full of things here that, like one, what I just realized was that these ideas that I have for screenplays, I've never written a screenplay, but with these ideas for screenplays, I have the whole beginning, middle, and end in my brain, and I've written all these things down, and I thought today, I thought, whoa, how fun would that be if I made an album of each of these screenplay ideas like so i don't have to write out an entire screenplay i can tell the whole story within this this sort of anthology album like a martian chronicles by ray bradbury or something this anthology album of these particular stories so that kind of just blipped oh that's a cool idea yeah it's funny that you say i I mean i i love that you said you're addicted to brainstorming and ideas because i am exactly the same way i love brainstorming i i love it i love thinking of ideas and i feel like there's this pop I, I always describe it as like a pop. It's that I have. It, it just feels like I'm in synchronicity with myself and another person. And I and it. Oh my! I <laughs> I feel like I don't even have the words right now. <laughs> I love ideas. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when you're in that groove, you know what's so cool is that I've discovered through it is that um, when you really actually are truly getting to that brainwave, that's one of the you know like so in, in when I grew up in Chicago. I was in a few improv groups and I learned about the the art of yes and where you you, mm-hmm. you don't negate anything that's there you just grow on top of it you just keep growing exactly. on top of it. and everyone surrenders to it for for the for the good of the idea you're giving service to the reality you're you're both the parents of giving birth to this thing that's who knows where it's coming from but you're you're on for the ride and okay where do you want to go next and what's interesting is 
I tuned my brain into working in that way. That when I moved out to California, I ended up coming across just a lot of me, 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 every man for himself, rather than the one for all and all for one. You know, the idea of like me playing the game for trust. You fall back, you know, people are going to catch you. Yeah. And when when you can fit in that groove with someone, where you're you're, <laughs> the excitement is kind of more about the art of the conversation and just kind of the word jazz that's kind of going yeah. on. There. It, it it could just be such an enjoyable such an enjoyable lofty thing and it feels so good because then what's interesting is you 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 are truly both operating in the same brainwave then you're, you're both you know and, and then you find yourselves predicting what the other person was about to say or they happen to say something that you were just about to say and you're like oh my god of course you just said that <laughs> oh i love that oh, oh me too i love it <laughs> oh it feels so good oh it feels so good i mean if we could have, like, I frequently, <clears throat> the utopian society, and this is this is one of the sort of screenplays ideas. I'm not going to go real deep into it, but the the idea of a utopian society where you walk around and standing there on the street corner, people are talking about these ideas. People are excited about talking about the dream that they had that morning, and the person's going, "Wow, tell me more," rather than, mm-hmm. "Oh, wow, that's strange." Anyway, today's uh, baseball stats. You know, it's like, whoa, right. man, there's something to investigate there. So I just would love if I was standing in line at the grocery store and I hear the two people talking about synchronicities in front of me, the cashier, oh. the, you know, like, oh my gosh, that would just be, ooh, I just get tingly on my arms just thinking about do that. Do you, do you like, do you think about your dreams? You know what's so crazy? I've been having some, some, some big dreams lately because um, I've been taking this particular, it's in supplement form. It's called Herataki Mushroom and uh, it opens up the, uh, the third eye. And so... I usually, I'll take one or two of those before I fall asleep. And then plus, I go to sleep with a a selenite crystal. And Uh those things have been activating some great lucid dreams lately. It's interesting you're asking. Cool. And so throughout do you, the day, do you record your dreams or write them down or talk to them about? Them? Oh my gosh, I get, you're you're reminding me now that I got to start doing more of that because I used to, and holy cow, my synchronicities were big time. I was writing down my dreams and writing down my synchronicities, and whoa, it was really tuning them in. Do you write down your dreams? Yeah, I either write them down, but sometimes I can't, I can't um, form good sentences with my fingers like at that moment. So I speak, I I make, I make voice memos to myself most Ooh. of the time now. So I did it like last the, last night and the night before. I had some really vivid dreams, and I spoke them to myself. Yeah. What 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 were your dreams about? If you don't mind talking about. No, I don't mind. Um, I love talking about dreams. So, actually, I wanted to say something else. When I do dream work, because I do a lot of dream work with my clients, when we do dream work, I ask them to recite their dream to me as if it's pre- happening now in the present. And then mm-hmm. I also remind them if they can't remember something, just make it up. Like go Whoa. with the flow and make it up. Because we'll find it some other avenue of your mind that's being activated. So, so just so instead of saying I'm stuck, let's just keep going. Sort of like yes and with right. your dreams. God, that's so, brilliant. <laughs> so that's how I what I do. And so sometimes when I speak it to myself, I I try to do it in present tense. But sometimes I do it in past tense because I'm still a little groggy. But my dream the other night was that I'm walking through a house and I can't um, and and it's really big and I see various people there that I know including one of my high school like one of my babysitters and and the the reason I think I saw her is because she had contacted me on Instagram recently for a recipe that I'd I'd made something and she was like oh I love what I want to make this and I sent her the recipe and it triggered me having such fond memories of her so basically I'm walking through this house and there's lots of different 
corridors and I see her and I'm really happy to see her and she's so bubbly and friendly and um, I'm trying to get somewhere but it feels real it, 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 there's no but and it feels big so I'm having a little bit of difficulty finding my way out except I'm not nervous I'm really happy and um, I think there's more but I, I haven't remembered I, re- I recited it to myself and then I haven't replayed it but I, I try to do that a lot that's incredible yeah that's really incredible. But you could have an entire if, podcast. I mean, do you have a, your own podcast? No, I don't. You could have but I I mean, all the information I've seen on your website. You could totally have a podcast now that you've got the Anchor app. And on top of that, if should you decide to record your dreams, put you can upload your dreams into it too. It's just, just such well, a I fun thing. Well, I could also thing. do dream work with anyone who, and then they call in and then we do a dream. We, we talk about their dreams. Ooh, that's cool. That's so cool. I don't believe, like, like there's a union perspective of looking at dreams where like um, where, where one thing represents another thing. I don't really do that. In fact, that's not the way I was taught to do dream work when I was in graduate school. From And also, that, and when I've studied with various dream experts, that's not something that I particularly um, resonate with. So if we were talking about one of your dreams, and we can if you have one that you, that's on tap, but if we were, I wouldn't say, well, what does that represent? We would instead talk about like, what this represents in your actual life, not what does it represent in a mythical, in a mythological capacity. I mean, both mm-hmm. are fine. It's just that's not the way I, um, I've been taught and the way I respond well. Wow, that's so interesting. What do you now? What are your thoughts about dream travel? What do you mean by that? Well, okay. Well, there are a couple couple aspects about this. Well, there's well astral travel. I guess let's let's start with that one. What are your thoughts about astral travel out of body? Oh, like having an out-of-body experience? Yes, yes. Okay, so I think that definitely can happen, does happen to people because they're probably, well, I don't know why it happens, but I think that if somebody has it, I w- why would I want to negate, I would never want to negate that their experience. So I would want to ex- ask them so many detailed questions so that they can go back to that moment and relive it because it's probably unique. And so I think that anytime somebody can have a magical experience, like let's, promote that because so much of life is kind of is heavy like i'm interested in having more light more light more of our life be light and like cheerful and happy even when we encounter difficulty we don't have to hold everything with such a tight grip like the steering our fingers on the steering wheel don't have to be white knuckled we can have like a looser grip and still get to our destination with a much more pleasant travel travel time so i feel the same way with astral travel like i would never want to dismiss somebody's experience because even if I haven't because especially if I haven't had it I haven't had it with with you so I would want to hear yours and then it would maybe maybe my mind would become more open to, to having something like that in my life so that's how I feel that's cool because I mean if we were to play with the idea that all of us are just you know <laughs> our our various perspectives of the of the great all that is if we were to continue you know if we were to play with that idea that we're all just reflections of of one another and uh and of you know all that is trying to kind of make sense of itself here on on the land then that would make sense that what is possible for one person would be possible for another person and um you know we're all part of that that consciousness we're all those all those little subatomic particles blipping around how does how does what are your thoughts about quantum mechanics and um that aspect in terms of how it fits in with your coaching so again um I, I, hmm, how do I want to answer this? I would definitely say that people have all sorts of different views on everything and anything that's 
and and I want to learn from them. And so I've had some clients and we shared, we do not share similar beliefs on a lot of things. Like some of our politics were diametrically opposed and people would ask me, how can you work with this person? And I would think, well, just because our politics are different, he is having an experience in his life that um, I could learn from. And maybe his view is not like mine, but maybe there's something that it, that I, I could re- resonate with. And he did open my mind. Um, we didn't, we don't vote similarly at all, but I still could find a lot of value in his, in his being. And I feel the same way with like quantum physics, quantum mechanics that like, maybe I don't know enough. And so, um, I had, there's certain things I haven't had it have, ex- I haven't had exposure to that I would love a client to teach me about and vice versa. I would love for my clients to, to want to be open to hearing another, another perspective. I think that's what makes our lives richer is like learning another perspective with, an open heart and an open mind, sort of like this co-creation, like a co-creative way. And I think, so So I don't feel like I know that much, to be honest, um, about, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think that I come to my clients saying, um, look at it from this quantum physics or quantum mechanics <laughs> way, but, right, but, right. but, but as they come to me, I want to learn. And then we would probably, maybe, maybe I, I would learn from them. I would say that if somebody wants that, I would like, if they want to learn from me, I'm not going to be the person who's going to teach them quantum mechanics. I don't really feel like I know enough. It's so interesting because the stuff that you're, you're teaching, it's great. It's all these inspired, uh, whether it's, uh, people who channel, whether it's life coaches, whether it's uh, shaman, et cetera, et cetera. I love finding the Venn diagrams between yeah. Um, um, the areas that of their discovery and the, and you just saying right here that you don't know about quantum mechanics necessarily or the full you know operations behind it what's interesting is that you are naturally what you're doing already is naturally <laughs> falling in line with those principles and it's your own perspective as to how you're 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 feeling um called you know to lead in those directions it, okay so that's fair funny and fair because i've had two or three other big experiences in my life that I can recount where I've asked a teacher, somebody who I really value, I don't feel like I know enough. And they say, they've said, you're doing it the exact thing right now. You're just not using that same word <laughs> because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And, and I've said, really? And they said, and I've said, but I didn't learn it like that. And they'll say, this is your natural way of being. Oh my and, God. And so that, that there have been literally two big experiences with different people. Um, one with NLP. Ah. And and I, because I've never had an NLP class, I've always thought, oh, I want to take that. And my friend who was who took lots of years of NLP was like, Whoa. this is you naturally. You don't really need to do it. Like you don't need Whoa. the class. And so wow. I was like, I was like really touched and moved. And then the other was when I was in this. Um, I was in. A, I took a two year. This was an awesome class. I took this two year somatic training class. So we basically were looking at the way our bodies deal with everything before our words before we have words to deal with them and wow we were talking like my teacher was talking about affect and like how sometimes we are naturally like really engaged and like big in our emotions and then other times we um have a proclivity we we have a proclivity and we're more small or introverted or quiet or flat and i was listening and i raised my hand and i said "Um, i'm so worried that i'm very flat all the time and I started crying while I raised my hand and I said, and I don't want to look like I'm unemotional. And she said, look at you right now. You're not emotional. 
class, can you all see that Nina is not emotional? And they all, they were laughing. And they said, she said, you're like the least emotional person in this class. (laughs) (laughs) You asking the question even indicates that that's not you. And I don't want you to worry. And so that was, those were two big examples that weren't big for other people, but very important to me. Oh my God. I realized that like, Oh, I, I didn't. I don't have to learn this behavior or this way of being. This is just naturally me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what's funny is when you do end up. See what's what's so exciting in the epiphanies. I just love the epiphanies because oh. that's always like high fives going. It's the high, yeah. you know, cosmos and and the person that's dealing with, and they're going. Bah! Here's the answer to that question we had long ago that you didn't really even realize was a question in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yet here's the answer. You're going, what? Oh my God. Right. I always secretly wondered about that since I was 13 mm-hmm. or whatever. And now you're telling me this way here, you know, it's just like, it's, it's so crazy. Um, what's interesting is when, when you do end up finding yourself looking into those areas, let's say the NLP or any of these, any of these other things, let's say Alan Watts, you know, you're listening. Yeah, to I love Alan Watts. He ends up stumbling across some philosophy or some almost word for word thing that you just had said, you know, that you have known about for years and years. Maybe you wrote down in a diary or you just said the other day. And now here is this guy with this ancient wisdom coming through the speakers. His spirit is still right there. And he's saying the same the same uh, uh, epiphany that you had and you go, oh my God, we're operating in the same brain waves here. Like how yep. exciting is that? You know? <laughs> uh, it's so cool. <laughs> I agree it's with so, you. It's so fun when that happens. And then like, like with the NLP stuff too, once, once you, uh, you know, go look in there deeper and deeper and you go, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Just like you were saying, you'll be like, oh, holy cow, this is the stuff that I've been teaching. I've been telling people all about. And now here are just simply the, the sort of mechanics behind how it's working, (laughs) you know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, that's interesting. And, um, so it's it, it's always fun when you see when you see science sort of catch up to what mm-hmm. it, uh, intuitives already know about you know and have known. Yeah. About. Mm-hmm. It's always. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because yesterday like, Holy cow. it's it's just such a it feels so good it feels so good it feels so good and it feels so connecting I like that mm-hmm. feeling I mm-hmm. love that feeling. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say the other day? What happened? So yesterday, so I love talking to people, and I think you do too. Like, I love it, and I love and that's actually been something that's been a little challenging. I like talking to strangers and talking to new people, and that's actually been a little bit challenging for me during COVID, because I like to see, meet people in person and talk to a lot of people, and I like networking, and I don't mean network necessarily networking for business, although maybe, but I like to just have ideas and, and, like, and just see where that goes. And so yesterday, a client asked me, you seem like you're really good at this. How do you do it? And I said... I don't know. And so I, it made me slow down. And we had a long conversation about how he operates and how I operate. And it was just so fun to have that, like that flow again with another person describing how we each do it. And it, it was so cool. It was just so cool. It was exactly what I'd been missing because he was wondering how he can get better with, he's in a sales position and he was wondering how he can get better or more um, connected to people and, and, and convert people to friends rather than just business associates. And so we were talking, we were just talking about like how to do that and how to do it naturally with like very small, in like very small ways. Like, like re- when you talk to somebody, ask them about something that you are generally, genuinely interested in that they mentioned already. Like don't ask them how was COVID. Um, instead ask them like, 
how did it turn out when you did this? And I really liked when we had this conversation about such and such. And so, cause it shows that you've actually been paying attention. So we were having this like nice conversation, this really connected conversation rather about how to connect. It was so cool. It's great too, because then there's that familiarity of like, oh, my fellow star child, you know, who knows right. the sort of agreements we've made in the, in the, uh, in the bodiless, shapeless, you know, uh, world before we became these, these avatars here, you know, it's like, how, how many other lifetimes have we known each other? It's great when you have that connection with people and, and you, and you go, aha, this is interesting, you know, this is, yeah. this makes so much sense. It's so crazy because at every Yachtly Cruise show, it's so interesting because, because I, I'm constantly coming, somehow people just know, and they tend to come up to me and tell me, and all of a sudden we get into a conversation, next thing I know, they're talking about some amazing synchronicity that happened to them. And they're like, oh yeah, we met each other at this thing, and then, oh, last time we saw you guys. So they'll tell me some really am- amazing synchronistic story, and it's so funny because it's like somehow, it's like the universe just led them over to me knowing that that I would be the most you know, I would get a huge kick out of it and then mm-hmm. just go tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> and so it's cool because Yachtly Crew has become like this beacon for finding just good, enlightened um, people and and finding those connections with them and and hearing them echo to me theories that I've had. And yet here they're saying these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course, you know, of course. <laughs> out of all the nights, you decided to come by tonight to see this show, you know, and I mean, it's like, oh man, it's just, it's just so exciting. And uh, uh, that's why like when after, after when I saw you at the pool, after the, <laughs> in the morning time, I was, and, and we started talking, I was like, holy cow, there's just such a familiarity. Yeah. Well, actually, you don't know. You don't know this because you are like the celebrity and I'm like the, the patron. But um, the first time I saw you, it was at the Viper Room and I had driven up. I was living in two places. I was living in San Diego, well, in Encinitas and in L.A. And so I had because I had a job in, in San Diego and I was living in Encinitas and I had a, an apartment in L.A. because I didn't wasn't ready to give it up yet. And so I came, my friend, one of my best friends, Stephanie, invited me to the Yacht Lake Cruise Show. And this was like in January. Um, you guys had your residency at the Viper, not the Viper, yeah, was oh, it yeah. the Viper Room? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you had your residency and I like got there in the nick of time and I and they had waited in line and I, I got in like literally like three minutes before you went on stage. And then we were in the front row and then after the show we were just smiling and so cheerful and she and I talked to you and I was like, oh, and we were God. like, yes, yeah. so we talked to you, you. And we were like, he's so awesome. Then I also talked to Baba Bowie um, and we were talking about Howard Stern, but I remember specifically talking to you and feeling so uplifted and great. And then um, I went again in San Diego at the Music Box, which is where I had a first date, which was awesome. Oh yes. we, We went out for pizza and came back and actually asked that you use the bathroom of the music box. And we talked to you again. You don't remember oh, that either. Yeah, but... That's right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I remember, so I've now talked to you like a bunch because you're the person I always feel like I, I, I connect best with. <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. Cause especially since I'm up there back behind the, the keyboards, it's mm-hmm. usually so dark back there. It's so funny that anyone even sees, uh, you know, what's going on back there. So, um, so I throw as many Easter eggs as possible into what I'm doing just to, just to see <laughs> if anyone's paying attention. And uh, and so I'd always get I always get a kick a kick out of that with people like oh I saw that thing you did you know that you did you make the nanu nanu sign more committee I'm like you bet I did how the heck you saw that you know and it's like it's so much fun when I hear these little 
these little uh, these little these little giblets of information and I and I get such a kick out of hearing how people came across us or how they mm-hmm. hear about us or oh one of the things I want to ask you was so what got you into into uh, life coaching what what oh. were some of the inspirations the seeds that that grew in your brain in that direction oh that's a good question so um it ta- like so after college I worked in PR and I worked for a fashion company and I was I started therapy like being a therapist I mean being a patient in therapy because I'd had a broke a breakup and I was having a real hard time and up until that point when I started therapy I didn't think that therapy was necessary for people I li- literally thought it seemed silly for people not just for me but for people mm-hmm. until I realized I needed to talk to a therapist and then I was like oh this is good for me and for people I had a really, <laughs> I had a small view. And four people. Both me and four people. Yes. That's great. Yeah. And so um, it, among the things that my therapist and I talked about were what do I want to do with my life or just for the next little while. So she said, she suggested, well, we started talking about like what are the things I like doing, blah, blah, blah. And she said, yeah, I think you'd be a great therapist. Like you're really good at listening and also you're really good at brainstorming and I think this would be something you might be good at. And hearing my therapist say this, somebody I loved and respected so much, felt like I was being tapped by like an angel. And so I enrolled in a program in LA. I lived in LA for many, many years. And I enrolled in a program and I became a therapist. And I liked it okay until like six, five, six, seven years down the road. And I thought, we are circling the drain. We're talking about the same things. And my supervisor at the time, kept telling me I was doing a lot of coaching and not enough therapy and um, and I needed to like examine and so I was examining and I thought I don't really like being a therapist <laughs> and um, and I don't feel like I'm I just I, I and I, my clients liked me and I liked them but I felt like we weren't moving forward I felt like we were looking a lot at historical things which is fine but we weren't making in my mind enough progress for them and I felt like we were exactly the same as when they started five or six, seven years ago. And I thought, this is not okay. And so I started seeing the coach and I started thinking, I think I want to change my practice. So I changed my practice um, over like the course of about a, eh, actually a few months. I was going to say a year. It wasn't even that long. And for the last five or six, no, about six or seven years, I've been coaching. And I'm a certified coach now, and I work with individuals, teenagers, like so adult individuals, teenagers, um, I have corporate clients, so, um, and I have, I work with couples who, who, and I think one thing that's different about couples coaching versus couples therapy is in couples coaching, we do a lot of like practical things, whereas in couples therapy, you're looking at historical ways that you, you and your partner um, have met and your problems have evolved over time. Whereas in coaching, let's look at the problem and let's get you an answer and a solution immediately so that you're not, your fight doesn't last like the next six months or even oh, three Oh, I love it. Let's, let's, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like when, I don't, I don't really, I myself don't really like conflict. And so I like to help my clients get out of conflict as quickly as possible. <laughs> that is so awesome. My sister is now taking, uh, Jenny is taking online classes to be a life coach and oh, um, cool. she's been taking some online classes. So this is, this is really cool to hear how, you know, hear how you, you went through it and now you're successfully doing it. So this is, this mm-hmm. is good. I'm going to tell her about this. And I'm you're welcome to have her contact me. Oh, good. Yes, good. Oh, that'd be so great. That'd be so great. She could definitely yeah. use 
um, any any help that she can get. And yeah, um, I have a she, lot of knowledge and information, and I'm sure we can brainstorm on something together if you would like that. You know, it's so interesting that you're talking about the idea of therapy. For, you know, how therapy works rather than. Uh, how therapy works and then how life coaching works and like how therapy you're right it's so interesting how it's usually about okay here's what's going on in the past let me just dig this up again and then you help me kind of work through this thing and blah blah blah, blah. and whereas like a life coach is like going okay how do we move into the future you know in ways that are satisfying in ways that do um, um, enlighten you and relax you and get you you know excited about living life and, and moving forward and following your passions all those great things and it's uh, how okay. So this is an interesting thing that I, that that is always kind of like been been sort of a baffling thing is that sometimes folks I realize that sometimes people just want to get stuff off their chest. They just want to like oh blah 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 blah, blah. and then but without a solution, without a way of like you know it's like they just want to get it off their chest. But then there are those people who tell you this thing and. And they do want to find some way out of it. Um, but then those who tend to get the stuff off their chest tend to go back to that same information to just get off their stuff off their chest. And then when you go, well, may, may, this sounds like it's something that's painful to you and you don't really, this isn't really benefiting you in your life. Here are some solutions. But then they don't want to hear the solutions. So what are some of the interesting ways that you kind of help? How, how do you distinguish between okay. when it's time to cut someone off from just bring the blah, 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 you know, the same thing? Mm -hmm. versus like okay okay here now's the time to move forward with that okay so there's a few that speaks to a few things number one is i might interject and say you know i'm hearing you it sounds like you're ranting and raving and is this a time when you need to just say it all or are you wanting something constructive to do next Ooh, ooh, and that's good and they would say i kind of just want to say it all okay <laughs> so let's have it here's your time you're going to say it all <laughs> and um because I don't want to start interjecting and interrupting, but they needed to tell the whole story. Sometimes people really need to tell the whole story. Now right. then it gets, it becomes hard to, it becomes hard if the same story needs to be told six times, but that's okay. What are you learning differently from the telling of the story? We've heard this a few times. What's different each time? So that's something. The other thing is, let's say they say, you know, you're right. I am ranting. Um, I think I'm ready to move forward. Okay. So what? what do you what are you wanting well i don't even know okay so are you wanting so let's look again go let's look at this different ways so it looks like you're set in your in like a mindset that this bad thing happened to you what if we look at it with a new mindset and let's look at it from a perspective of um, a balloon floating through the sky so it's light and bright and it, and, and so let's let's take let's br bring some helium to the story so that there's lightness. <laughs> I love it. So that there's some lightness to it. Okay. So if you were, if we were looking at this from a balloon's perspective, I would then what would we notice? Well, I would notice that I'm really stuck. I'm heavy, and like I need more balloons to pull me up. Okay, great. So, so thinking of more balloons, what do you need? Well, I think I need. Um, I think I need to shake it out. Okay, so let's stand up and together let's shake it out. How does that look? And so then they might demonstrate and I would do it with them or I might say, okay, now like, um, just like the song by Taylor Swift, shake it like, or whoever, or I don't know, who, whatever, like these <laughs> right. shake it out songs. Let's just do that. Let's, let's shake. So we're going to shake, we're going to squirm, we're going to like get some energy out because this, this, um, this thing you're talking about has become an albatross that's heavy. So let's, <laughs> let's lighten it. Let's become, let's become doves, not albatrosses. 
And so that's, so I, I like to use a lot of analogies and like, let's talk about this from a different perspective and find out what you're needing because, um, because it feels like you're a little stuck here in the story. And so I want to help you, I want to help pull you out of this so that you can see yourself differently. Wow, that's good. Because then you're taking them outside of this seemingly mm-hmm. limited, you know, situation where it looks like there's no way out. You're going, I, I like that. That's cool that you're showing them um, new perspectives. That, you know, so we're into, that's, that's really cool. Now, once they start doing that, do they, do you find them kind of, uh, their their old story kind of like, loosening loosening its grip on them through oh absolutely absolutely and um sometimes also not sometimes most of the time when we have movement associated with our words we have we're we're creating a new pattern in our minds and it's easier to make a new a new habit a new goal and also the other thing is when people people always say that they want accountability so then they say i want you to be accountable to me and I'll say no 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 this isn't my goal this is your goal you're <laughs> accountable to yourself I'll be here to support you but I'm not going to check in with you and like charge you more money or make you do push-ups that's what so let's give you something that you can actually do your homework is something that you can actually do rather than something that I've given you saying you must do this you don't have to do it I want you to do something that you're paying you're investing in yourself I want you to get the most out of out of me not me giving like I don't want to take your money just to um, I don't want to take your money just so that I become wealthier. I want you to gain something from your investment. You're your biggest investment. Wow, that's a great way of of, of switching that perspective so that way they really see what's going on here that they're not just kind right. of being led around told what to do what not to do like no. a, like a classroom or something now it's like okay right. you're in the driver's seat you know you're participating I'm not your like consultant or advisor we're creating something together wow. and a lot of coaching is practical like some some people some some stuff is like how do I how, I'm really concerned about buying a new car how do I buy a new car and so we're talking about like what are the barriers to buying a new car in your mind? Not only just like with regard to getting your credit score, but like, do you feel like you're, maybe you feel like you're not worthy of getting a new car. Well, you are. Why wouldn't you be? And so we would talk about all of these things. And then um, maybe the homework is, is small. Instead of buying a car this week, how about you go walk into a dealership and just browse? How about next week you walk back into a different dealership and you ask to test drive a car? How about you sit down and ask, how much does it cost to buy such a car? <laughs> so let's break this down into into steps that are more manageable rather than you feeling like you can't get such a, get get this thing. Because you can't. Everybody can get what they want, I believe. I believe we can get everything we want. Right. Which is great because that falls in line with it. Now are you which is interesting because that's all that's you know, that's what this law of attraction uh, mm-hmm. situations are all about, manifesting your reality. Right, those, I believe so, we can do that. So it's cool because the, the way in which you're teaching these people that stuff is in a language that they can easily understand, which is right. which is just great. And you're pe- power packing the nutrition right right in there. Um, right. Which is, which is awesome. And, you know, it's been said that when, let's see, when people, I, I took a, I took a, a, a psychology class back in long, long, long ago, and the teacher was talking about the two, like, a couple of different ways of, of how psychologists work with people. One is 
oh, here's some advice and this is what you need to do. And then there's one where they're just going, you know, they're just asking questions all the time and getting that person to answer the, their own questions. And, and it's interesting because as you are, are talking to these people in a language they can understand, um, it's, it's, there's already like a rapport there that they've got formed with, mm-hmm. with that kind of language. So when you're, when you're putting that nutrition in there, it's great because they must feel so empowered. That's my hope. My hope is for everybody to feel empowered in their own lives, not for me to, not for them to feel disempowered. Um, it's to feel like you're your master of your of your domain. You're the master of your of what you have and what you want. There are always times when we feel like we've been marginalized, and I want to I want to talk about that too for sure. And let's move forward so that that doesn't feel like the familiar and the default feeling. Right, 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 right. Because then those can become the perspectives. Those become the glasses mm-hmm. that you're looking at everything through. Mm-hmm. And of mm-hmm. course, inevitably, are going to filter through those nuggets of information because those are the glasses that you're looking at. It's kind of like the they live glasses. He puts on the they live glasses. And it's a consume, obey. You know, it's like he sees what's behind it. And I think <clears throat> that's quite interesting for you to be able to go, okay, let's take those glasses off here. Let's put these glasses on with this kind of perspective. And now let's see how you see things. Right. And all of a sudden, all this vibrance, you know, starts becoming clearer and clearer. Wow. That's cool. So now, you have you I mean I, I just feel like maybe it's time for you to give a TED talk have you already done that no I haven't I've considered it I haven't done it yet <laughs> Wait, what's needed, what's needed to, to do a TED talk anyway I mean did you just have to record yourself talking you sent it to someone? no you have to actually get involved with the TED the TEDx or the TED organization and you pre- you you have to be I think you have to sort of like know somebody or request or request um, to be examined to, to be looked at and apply and then you spend months refining your talk. Maybe not months, but yeah, probably a couple months. Not like six months, but maybe a couple months. And so the t- it, so it's refined what in front of people who are watching. You? Oh no no no! You refine it. You might refine it. Like you might record it, and you might ref- refine it for like your mentor, your TEDx mentor. I know somebody who gave one, and this is how it worked for him. Oh, interesting! Wow. Because they want you to do well, and you want to do well. Right. Well, you've got so much power-packed information. It, oh my it goodness! Be, Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you know, geez, they, they only give you 15 minutes. So you, <laughs> no matter what 15 minutes you'd put in there, it's it's going to be very enlightening. I think the, the crazy thing would be to try to figure out, out of all of that inventory that you've got there, <laughs> what what are going to be the keynote things? You know, that can yeah, totally. <laughs> that is cow. so generous of you to say thank you. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Your website is just filled with, uh, it's like, uh, it's like those, those, uh, those carnival fun houses. It's like, you go yeah, it's like a never ending story, right? <laughs> yeah. You got all these different, like you go through all these different, there's just a lot here and, and, and ways in which you, you have services for people, which is fantastic. And I think, um, thank you. particularly now during uh, the pandemic, I can imagine you probably are having more clients now yeah, than before. Yeah, I, I have been. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we've we've all heard about the various psychological effects that it's been having on people. And uh, either they need someone to talk to or they're stuck in a rut or what have you. Um, 
and it's just exciting to see the amount of innovation that's that's growing from this and i just i just love it it's um it's 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 really it's really quite interesting it's it's really like there are still places out there available that we can travel to more places are opening now mm-hmm. um it's you know getting people out there and i'm noticing a lot of bike stores are selling out of their bikes which is so cool oh i know that's awesome i know it's like wow man this is great there are these unintended unexpected benefits that have been happening through this the drive-ins i'm so excited for the drive-ins the fact yeah i know that's so cool oh my gosh they've just been actually there's something else i was thinking about just yesterday Hmm. and that is um so during COVID, a lot of stores and grocery stores had started having limited hours. And I don't think that's so bad. Of course, I like going to the grocery store at 2 in the morning because that's the best time to shop. No, I'm kidding. But, like, I think that I think that having us, having, like, a, a, having limited things, like, limited hours isn't such a bad thing. Because it right. makes us more, it makes us um, more thoughtful when we, for when we actually need to go. And wow. do, do we really do we really need everything at our fingertips or can we make do? Can we be creative yeah. or wait? Either plan wow. ahead or wait another twelve hours or wow. eight hours. I actually I, I think that's something nice. And I think also it reminds me of like when I'm in LA or a city for during like a holiday, like Christmas or Thanksgiving and things are like quieter and it gives us time to think. And I'm I'm like an outgo I'm definitely like an outgoing and, ex- and extroverted person, and I still think that having some time when everything's not as like bustling is really good for the creative mind. Yes. And so having yes. like limited like ha- having some reduction in in like store hours, it well I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think at the beginning of COVID, we it was it just felt like everything was closed and everything was closed. But now that things are reopening. Um, I think it's going to be a more mind. We're going to have a, hopefully a more mindful society, and I, I have a lot of hope for us. Yeah, I f- I feel that same way. I feel that same way. I know what you mean. It's um, it's you know, it's it's interesting. Like to not have whatever you need right there at your fingertips whenever you can. What's interesting is that this this forms like a subliminal um, 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 signal of gratitude. I would say grateful for the time that you are able to get to the store to get the thing before right. closes. You know, there's more of a, an appreciation and a, and, and, a, and a gratefulness and like you're saying, making do with what you got. This has really taught people, especially in the beginning when everyone's running around for toilet paper, it taught people to go, okay, this is a good time to learn about what rationing means. This is a good time it's, to figure out, you know, do, do I need to have five meals today? Can I, or can I, you know, maybe to have one meal today or, or right, can I even exactly. try fasting another day like the monks do or what have you. Let's try that experiment. And it's it was interesting because it was, I've no, I've noticed I've had conversations with people where they, they've become better cooks during this time because yeah. they, they've been cooking more at home. And they're like, holy cow, I never realized I was such a good cook. And it's like, wow, that is cool. Out of the, what? how does that old phrase go? Out of Necessity breeds invention. I think that's yes, exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 I totally agree with that. And I think that's been the case for so for most people now. Also, same with fun. Like we have had a necessity to make our own fun, or at least I have. And I, I grew up in a very, very small community in northern New Mexico, where we don't didn't have like a mall. It was there were there was like one movie theater that played one movie some nights, not every night, and. 
So I didn't have the life of like in LA, like I didn't have my LA or San Diego life that I have had for the last many years. But so, so this, this period has just made me recall how I, how I operated and how I had fun as a, as a kid. And I remembered, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to, I, I know how to do this. I know how to make do and make fun. That's wow. been really a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. So growing up in an area where the, the movies aren't always there, where you don't have, a, you know, all these shopping areas and all these places nope. to go to, you, you really had to, uh, wow, you really had to make do with what you had. That's so interesting. Exactly. And my parents didn't my brother and me to have like video game consoles. Um, so we were forced to play outside or do art or read or like play with mm-hmm. friends. And so, and, and so, or like have like make sports or I played a lot of dress ups. Like I think that's why I like fashion now, but I did a lot of that as a kid. And so during this period, I've like made a point to wear all of my dresses, even fancy dresses where I'm not really going anywhere. I'll just wear them at my apartment when I'm like eating dinner or I've, um, I've gotten closer to some of my friends that I don't necessarily get to see regularly, but we've had more like phone calls and that's been really lovely. And I think, and so I've really, I've really stepped into this role of like making more fun for myself and people with the people could reach me if they're interested in talking or learning about coaching or just reading my blog or just saying hi at after the, on Instagram after defeat. Just A-F-T-E-R-D-E-F-E-A-T. And the same for my website, www.afterdefeat.com. And there people can contact me and um, read my blog, etc. So I would love to hear from people. I am friendly and open and I love to hear new ideas. So that's always really awesome to me. Gosh. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show and for such a high vibrating conversation. This is going to be so great to share with everybody. This has been so fun for me. I just want to thank you for having me on and having such a thorough, fun, light, interesting and introspective conversation. I really like the way you operate and the way you are in the world. It, I can just, I love hearing how positive you are and also how, how tickled you are with ideas it's just it's so it's just such a present part of you thank you for saying that thank you you're welcome I just feel like it's all giggles and I like that that's the kind of way that like that those are the people I like are the people who are like open to giggling and then actually do it that's me oh my gosh oh my gosh (laughs) this is good we'll wake up we'll be waking up some more of those those people in their in their hibernation through exactly podcast that'll be fun Well, thank you so much, Nina, and you oh, have a great you. day. And uh, you too. Stay inspired. Sounds good, and you also. Talk to you soon. All right, bye bye. Bye. Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto.